This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 337, The Frozen Franchise. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise you are. was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers of Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with uh, my friends Steve McDonald. How you doing, everyone? And Evan David. <laughs> who is um. calling himself right now. <laughs> and <laughs> we are here to talk about Frozen and Frozen 2. The franchise? The duology? Yeah. The, uh, no, we can call it a franchise. And Frozone. Yeah, and, and yeah, the spinoff Frozone from The Incredibles, yeah, and yeah, which the yeah, Mr. Hey, Skipperdoo. <laughs> so Frozen, this is the interesting thing. Frozen Two was released to Disney Plus early, and the yes. Disney said that they were doing this because of uh, families who are going to be um, spending time at home, m- more time together at home than they anticipated. Uh, because of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, which wasn't a pandemic, I believe they hadn't labeled it that anyway when they released Frozen Two to Disney Plus, but I think it became that between then and now. But right, or it was it at least out. was labeled that between then and now uh, in in popular press. So yeah, so we get to see it. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters, and nope, kind of wish I had. I uh, don't want to show my hand too much, yeah. but. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say, wow. Um, you know, I, uh, there's there's a pantheon of movies where the sequel is better than the original, and there's reasons why this can happen, and there's reason why it doesn't happen. But one of the reasons why it can happen is you you jump in and you already have characters you're familiar with, and that's definitely happening here. But um, I was surprised just how good Frozen Two was. I don't know about you guys. We're kind of starting at the end there, I guess. Um, <laughs> there was, there was spoilers. Some, well, uh, what? yeah, no, we didn't discuss that beforehand about how we're going to handle spoilers. Um, I, I don't think we'll do the spoiler organ, but I do think that we will do a brief conversation right now uh, with no spoilers, and then and then we'll move into that. But okay, yeah, yeah, no spoilers right now. Just uh, let's let's just talk about what we thought about this movie and and how we liked it or didn't. Go ahead, Steve. Um, I was surprised because I had heard, you know, some rumblings from some people um, and some in my my own family um, about 
their feelings towards towards this movie. And so when I went into it, I sort of was just going into it with sort of like a blasé attitude. But I was sort of I was more impressed with it, except for probably one major thing that I think we'll get into a little bit later on. But overall, I, I think I was more impressed than anything else by it. Um, and then I've been sort of researching and looking at stuff since I've watched the movie earlier today. <laughs> yeah. Well, us too, carved, actually. Us too. I carved some time out of my busy schedule today <laughs> to actually watch it. But um, uh, there was some really interesting uh, elements to it that I really enjoyed. And and what? Elements? elements. Oh, I yeah. get it, yeah. <laughs> and... So, but also the things that I've been learning afterwards, like the things that people had problems with, with the movie, strangely enough, like I'm, I'm usually one of those people that are very sympathetic to those things and can nitpick them really good. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but, um, with these, it's sort of like, it almost seems like they were trying to find more problems with the film than there were. So I don't know. It's, it's just sort of an interesting um, interesting place for me to be at because I'm not uh, I'm not as down on the movie as a lot of people as a lot of other people were. So, except for maybe one thing, and uh, like I said, I'll, we'll, we'll, get we'll get to that. that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, Evan, I know you've been champing at the bit, which, by the way, just recently I learned maybe in the last year or two that it's not chomping at the bit; it's champing at the champing bit. Champing at the bit. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you do. There's your uh, useless fun fact for the day because most nice. people. <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about if you say chomping at the bit when you say champing at the bit it sounds like you're saying it wrong but uh yeah. but yeah i know you've been really wanting to talk about frozen so yeah uh, what'd you think so, man? ben you well because you have hadn't seen the first one until recently right i saw the first one like a month ago yeah after oh, frozen okay. 2 left theaters i saw the first frozen <laughs> wow nice so we'll talk about that in spoilers i guess but uh, yeah, I've been wanting to talk about it because there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff to talk about uh, spiritually speaking and the, with the themes and whatnot. Uh, but also, they're just I mean they're they're pop culture juggernauts uh, for whatever reason. Frozen hit the hit the scene bit as big as like the Lion King did back in the day for Disney. So it's uh, yeah, it's been I've been waiting to talk about it. But yeah, Frozen two. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know what I was expecting going in. Um, it didn't, I didn't ha- really have any expectations, so it didn't meet any expectations or exceed them, but it was, it was very entertaining. The music, however, uh, I love the music for the sequel and I think it's much better than the first one. Uh, yes. The, the music. Controversial. Uh, so, yes. Oh, there's so, <laughs> there's a lot of music in this one. Uh, yes. but there's one song in particular that I could not <laughs> believe that they went there yep. and it was so yep. much fun. <laughs> so much yep. fun. It just took me back to college. Took me back to college <laughs> and high yep. school and, and even a yep. little bit of, of junior high. But yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to so, it. So. so I really liked it. And the, just the, the leaps forward uh, in animation since the, uh, first one and you might not be able to tell it's all in the it's all in the minutiae in the details but the level of of detail that they're able to put into these character models and the even just like things like the clothing is insanely 
more advanced than it even was when the first Frozen came out. So it's very cool. Um, yeah, and and you saying you wish you would have seen it on the big screen. I watched it uh, on our huge HD TV uh, the other day, and I was like, man, this just pales in comparison to the spectacle it was in the movie theater. So I'm very glad I got to I got to see it in theaters. So the first one, uh, when it came out in theaters, I made a deal with my daughters that I was going to take them to see the the movie if they did something. Um, it was, I believe, do, give their room like a deep clean, and and <laughs> nice. they just never got around to it, and and so we just didn't go. And they weren't all that excited. They were old enough that it was like, yeah, it'll be fun to go see a movie with dad, but it wasn't going to be. Um, it wasn't like they were so dead set on we must see this movie. It was just, hey, I'll take you guys if this happens, and and then it never happened. Uh, so then I did see like a 10-minute portion of the movie when we showed the movie at a camp for a rainy day. On a rainy day afternoon, I was setting up tables for the activity later that evening and happened to be in the room with it while it was happening. But really just didn't feel much of a uh, just urgency to see it. And then the time passed and it was still popular and everything and you liked it. But um, it literally was when I watched it a month ago. Oh, it might have even been less than a month ago, but it was, oh, I know Evan really wants to talk about Frozen. Frozen 2 is going to be on Disney Plus soon. Let's get it out of the way. Let's let's do it. You know, we found a moment where we could do it. And it really was. Yeah, we're going to watch this so I can talk about it on the podcast with Evan. Like that's nice. <laughs> that was what we went <laughs> into the movie uh, with my mindset. Uh, and I liked Frozen well enough. It had those moments of magic and and fun story. Uh, but like I said, Frozen 2 just took that first movie, drew all the drew, drew on some of those threads and became uh, it, I think it's a much better story. I feel like it's much better told. I feel like the the characters are are. Uh, you know, they're, they're able to be developed a little bit more because they're moving on from where they were. Um, you know, one of the themes is, you know, change and, and growing up and, and things like that. And um, I, I just really, really enjoyed myself watching Frozen 2. I could see myself watching Frozen 2 again before I watch the first one again, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, Frozen 1 is a really interesting animal for Disney because it dates all the way back to Walt Disney himself wanted to make the movie and of course it's based on the classic fairy tale called the snow queen mm-hmm. and it just labored in development purgatory or whatever and they didn't get around to making it until you know the new millennium in the second decade so it's it's really interesting that it's been on walt disney's shelf since back in the time of like sleeping beauty and stuff maybe even before that yeah so yeah but I would imagine, like Tangled, it took on a lot of different oh, forms. Yeah. I mean, this this is not what Di- what Disney was wanting to make. He no, didn't want no. to make this movie. He wanted to make that fairy tale. Correct. And and one of the reasons it didn't get made is for so long is because he and everybody who came after him who tried to touch it, they couldn't figure out how to make the story engaging, and couldn't make it figure out how to make it work until they decided let's make the Snow Queen a protagonist. And it's kind of this unfortunate thing that's happening to her instead of it's she's just evil. Right, right. right, Yeah. So the way that they were able to finally make it was by not making it at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Pretty much. (laughs) So to keep faithful to the story, they completely changed it. Yeah. If if we're going to do it right, we can't 
keep any elements from the story. <laughs> like that's classic. Yeah. That's actually the joke we used to make about, you know, what does it take to make a, a good movie out of a book? You change the location, you change the characters, you change the plot. That's how you make a good movie out of a book. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page as this, as, you, yeah, as everyone yeah, else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so let's give a star rating to Frozen 1 and Frozen 2 and talk about just a little bit more maybe about do you recommend this and how do you recommend it? Uh, and then we can move into some spoiler talk because really the conversation about this stuff is going to be with spoilers. And again, you know, there's so much stuff on Disney plus that I would say I would recommend to anyone go ahead and do a free trial with it because whatever your free trial, whatever it is a week or whatever, um, you're going to find stuff that you can watch and enjoy and if you don't want to pay, here's here's your way to see Frozen Two free and The Mandalorian. You know, I mean, there's and there's plenty of other things on there, especially during this this time where a lot of people are spending a lot of extra time at home, like mm-hmm. like Steve. And maybe at the end of this episode, we can talk about what, we're, what we've been doing um, to keep from going crazy, or to you know, during during yeah. this first, we're just in the first week or two of not lockdown, but of um, self quarantine. So All right, um, but yeah, this will uh, be our first post coronavirus episode right we have two episodes in the can that just haven't yeah. been released yet uh one of them is about crisis on infinite earths and the other one is about the release of king kong from 1933 i did a road trip by myself with that i don't even know <laughs> if that one's gonna get released uh not that it's bad it's just i don't know if anyone's gonna care but anyway i um, care oh thank you thank you steve <laughs> uh, so anyway um star ratings and steve we'll let's start with you or you Are can pass if you want but out of five, or five star out of five ratings out of five uh out of five i think the the first one i would probably give a four star probably maybe close to four and a half and the second one I would give probably a half star less than that. So three and a half to four or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Evan? I gave them both four stars. <clears throat> and uh, they they each had different uh, pluses and minuses. And they just happened to balance out. Like the, the first one had strengths where the second one does not and vice versa. So – they both ended up at four. Right. And I haven't done anything on Letterbox to, you know, cement this in digital stone. But um <laughs> and so this may change if I do post something on, on, on Letterbox with this. But I think the first one I would give a three and a half stars, leaning toward a four, but but not enough. Not enough. So if I were gonna if I couldn't do it a half star, I'd give it four. But since we do half stars, I'm giving it three and a half. And and I would give the second one four. Four and a half, I think. It nice. really engaged me, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, maybe a little bit too much singing, because uh, I mean, one song will be done, no. and thirty seconds later, there's another song. <laughs> I mean, it was just They're so all great money. songs. Uh, you could say that. That's that's definitely someone's opinion about that. But, yeah, you could definitely um, have an opinion. It just that is contrary to. I mean, even my kids reality. were like, "Another song." <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> And I had to explain to them how musicals work, you know, when, when you're in a musical, uh, songs are inner thoughts and inner feelings that you just, uh, that they get so big that they have to be released 
in song or sometimes they're a conversation that goes out in song, but yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I, I explained to them how it worked and the songs aren't inappropriately timed. They aren't coming out of nowhere and they don't, they're well, maybe, maybe one of them was just a little bit. Goofy. I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> you can go ahead and, lo- and love them all. But <laughs> in my mind, I was just, you're allowed. Let's, let's get past the song, you know? Let's let's get on with the story. So yeah, all right. I actually asked my wife. I said it as I was going to watch it. I said, "Are, are the songs skippable? I mean, is it something where I can just like you know put on my own songs while I'm while I'm watching what's going on on the screen?" And she's like, "No, some of the the plot actually comes out in some of the songs." And I'm like, "Okay." And I watched, and I, I was better for it. I'm I'm glad that I I actually watched the songs. All right. Well, that so we all basically recommend the movie, like yes. the movies, I should say. And yeah, yeah. So let's talk about specifics then about why we recommend the movies and what we what problems we have also. Because I have a really big problem with the first movie. I have a really, really? Big problem. Okay. yeah, I do, and it has to do not with the movie itself, but with how the movie gets used in culture and we'll we'll just start there how's that uh all these songs that are so popular and the it was funny because we watched frozen and high school musical on the same day and both these movies (laughs) both these movies let me put it this way the camp that i was talking about earlier the talent shows that we had at the camp both featured very heavy rotations of songs from frozen and high school musical so in my mind they are linked together because of that. <laughs> and so you have these songs that people are doing for talent shows and that kids are learning and singing and, and everything like that. And all of these songs have this dark bent to them because mm-hmm. they don't like the, the, the popular, um, the, the, the romance song, love is an open door. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out that the guy who's singing this with her is not just not great for her. He's, he's like evil. You know, and so yes. <laughs> this song just takes this other left turn. It works really well for the movie, but then this whole time I've been watching kids singing this song a couple years for talent shows, and I'm just like, "Hey, that's cute and catchy," and 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 then you realize, yeah. "Oh, this is a guy who's gaslighting her. Like, this is a guy who is totally taking her for a ride and yeah. just lying to her face in the song." And but it's popular because it's cute, catchy, and it has has some you know little little romantic uh, bent to it. And then the other one is the "Let It Go" song. Oh, for sure! Like that's just not a great attitude. <laughs> and <laughs> and I would say, here's my hot take: I think the cold did bother her. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. What, if you if you look at the the songs in context, they're great because you find out Elsa her whole outlook on life is wrong, you know, at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Every, everything she thinks she's doing is right is wrong. And then, of course, the, you know, you find out about Hans. And uh, there's a nice duality with Hans's song and the new one where with the Some Things Never Change song because they're both singing about these things that they're so certain about. And then the, at the end of the movie, you find out, nope, that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's good writing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's it's not a knock against the movie. 
it's a knock against the way people uh, interact with the movie or interact with the songs anyway. Um, like those songs should not be something a three-year-old is belting out, you know, because yes. it's just be, it's a power ballad, but it's not an empowering ballad. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, that, to the culture, it's an empowering ballad, but according yeah. to well, but according the to Bible, the movie itself, it's not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. I mean, we can. I, I mean, you're right, Evan. You're you're not wrong, but according to the movie itself, it's not empowering. Correct. And it, it's self. I like it in the second. Yes, I like it in the second one where she she forms those memories out of ice, and one of them is her singing that song, and she's like, "Oh no," yeah. <laughs> like she's. She's embarrassed about it. Well, and then she shatters the prince, you know, as he's talking yeah. to, to Anna. Yeah. So, and obviously my hot take is not a hot take. I mean, it's a real cool one on whether the cult bothered her anyway. But, yes. Right. Um, so, <laughs> okay. but I do like the things then that the movie is saying about, especially with Elsa, um, but Anna too. And I, here's my, actually, this might be a real hot take. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not engaged enough with pop culture to know what's going on with this, but I like Anna better than Elsie. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her name's Elsa. Elsa. She's more like, sorry, there's a, there's a girl at school named Elsie. Sorry. <laughs> not school at church. There's a girl at church named, named Elsie. Um, yeah, I, I actually feel jealous for Anna of Elsa because Anna doesn't have any powers. Like I wanted the sequel. I wanted frozen Two to have hot powers for Anna. Yeah. Like she's fire, you know, that's what I wanted. Uh, but I'm actually really like where they went with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Anna's definitely, you know, she's the, she's the main, main character. Um, and Elsa, she just keeps making bad decisions. (laughs) Well, but then you, then Anna, part of her thing is she's naive and also holds off on making decisions. You know, like mm. the, these two need each other. You need Elsa needs to push Anna to like go ahead and do things and not be so scared or whatever. But Anna, I mean, Elsa needs Anna to hold her back. And there's the scene where right before she pushes Anna and uh, uh, Olaf, Olaf uh, in that little boat away where Anna makes a really good case like. I don't want to hold you back from doing what you need to do. I just don't want you to die. I wish she had said, I don't want to hold you back from doing what you need to do. I just want to come alongside you and help you mm-hmm. do what you need to yeah. do. Yeah. But yeah, but that's kind of nice actually to see, even though Elsa grew in the first movie here in the second one, she's still not perfect. Yeah. And she still has some of the same flaws of just uh, mm-hmm. self-isolation and, and doing things on her own and, She's getting better at it, but obviously not perfect. Right. Yeah, she's definitely a, a more likable character. Anna, or yeah, Anna. Uh, Anna. 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 <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny that they sort of, I don't know if that was intentional, you know? I mean, just having someone who's so conflicted and then the other person is more conflicted because that other person is conflicted. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a, another movie that, you know, or a movie series or whatever that is like that. Um, well, I, I do think that it was intentional that Anna is more likable because they were still trying to, you know, 
squint your eyes and you kind of see the Snow Queen story uh, and kind of make Elsa the the unintentional villain. You know, so so I do think it was on purpose that Anna is more likable and and more the the standard protagonist type. Okay. Well, she's definitely the more standard protagonist because she's, yeah, I mean, a lot of the bad stuff that happens in the first movie is because of Elsa. Right. And, or because of people running after her, you know, and, and her not wanting them to. So, uh, but they set up Elsa. I mean, maybe Elsa maybe is the anti-protagonist. Uh, where she's not an anti-hero, but she and she is a protagonist. But she's she's got to come around from being uh, cold, self-destructive, and cold, yeah. self, self-destructive, <laughs> yeah. self-deceiving. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I guess you could you could make the case that most problems that characters have in in any movie, and, and honestly, probably in life, is that you are self-deceiving, um, where you don't see your problems as problems. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like that. <laughs> I don't have any problems, so I don't. I don't know about you know how that works, but I've heard. <laughs> right, I've yeah. heard other right. people you know talk about me. Anyway, one of the things that I loved about the first one is the, um, the message of, you know, true love conquers fear, and you know, uh, which is a biblical thing. Um, perfect love casts out fear and then you have the true love act at the end is not a a kiss from a a, you know two people in love but it's uh sacrificing herself for elsa which is awesome because that's jesus saying you know uh greater love has no man than this that they should lay down their life for their friends so it's the messages were really great i thought in the in the first one well and and i like that it wasn't romantic true love. That, I didn't know you did, Ben. Yeah. Uh, at the end, you know, it was it was sisterly. You know, they mm-hmm. were uh, the the true love there could have been, you know, from a prince, but not from a prince who's known you for two days or never met you at all, like in Snow White. <laughs> you know? He met her once. He sang to her at the wishing well. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. A window. And it was her <laughs> prince. Someday her prince will come. It's her prince. He's just going around kissing corpses. <laughs> Seriously, like, she's in a that's true love's kiss. You know, <laughs> he's a metaphor for Jesus. What? <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, except Jesus knows us, and Jesus <laughs> like has actually taken time to get to know us, just because he knows everything and everyone, and and Prince Charming. Hey, I've known you ten minutes. And then I randomly find your glass coffin. I'm going to kiss you. (laughs) Here comes a kiss. (laughs) Uh, Talking about that, though, I love. It won't be awkward at all. (laughs) Well, it won't be awkward at all because you're dead. (laughs) Like, it's only awkward awkward. for people who are watching right now. But. Hey, I do love the line though in, in Frozen Two where Kristoff says, "My love's not fragile." Like, yeah. it, you know, and it's yeah. just, it's just yeah. like, you know, I love you for who you are, and that's, you know, that's not going to change because of of something. You know, it, it's just, it's not fragile, and 
That's yeah. true love. I mean, that's true romantic mm-hmm. love right there is that something that grows into something that's not fragile, but that is yeah. strong and has a strong foundation. It's the way for it to yeah. be. But yeah. because it's a sequel, they had time to let that, let that grow, you know? So it's not yeah. just, hey, we've been together for an hour and a half and now it's the end of the movie, <laughs> so we have to be together. There's, yeah. there's time that's passed and relationships yeah. have had time to grow and if not change, like Olaf, you know, thinking nothing changes. I don't know. I don't know what transformation is, but I do feel like we've changed. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. So. Olaf was very funny in this movie. I thought he was he's fu- he's funny in the first one. Yeah, he's funny he in both. Funny. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was funnier in this. I yeah. feel like in the first one, he was a highlight for me. And yeah. as much as you say he's funnier in this, which I think is true. He wasn't the biggest highlight for me in this one, in the in the second one. What would uh, you say was the biggest highlight? I, I think the story itself and okay. just where the the story went with just building the world, building uh, the background of the characters, um, the quest idea that was going on. You know, I had no idea what the story was going to be like when I when I came into this i had i knew nothing about it i and knowing i was going to see frozen 2 i i stayed away from spoilers Mm -hmm. and so i i kind of figured out things as they happened um or before just before it was kind of okay you know it's not like all these plot twists are completely unseen and, and you don't know where it's going uh they they set it up but it still was a pleasant surprise for me as the movie unfolded. And I I think that's not the case with the first one. With the first one, the characters were carrying me and, and Olaf, I, I, I loved him in both, you know, and he's funnier in this one, Mm -hmm. but still not my, my biggest highlight for the, for the frozen two. His his song was hilarious as well. I mean, (laughs) just spot on. You know, every everything will be much clearer. Everything will be. I forget what his actual words are, but you know, it's just. This all makes sense when I'm older. Yeah, yeah it, it'll, everything will make sense. Everything, because yes. when you're older, everything makes sense. Yeah. And I love it how it just has a new misconception with every movie. Because <laughs> in yeah. the first one, he's like, "Summer's going to be awesome," and then, <laughs> and then in this one, he's like, "When I'm older, I'll know everything." And like yep. he think he thinks Anna's like super old. <laughs> yeah. You're much older than me, therefore you know everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he's just a fun character, Olaf, you know. That, and, what's that one thing you always say, Olaf? Oh, you mean the thing about how technology is also our salvation but also our downfall? <laughs> no, no, the thing about water. Oh, okay. No, no, you mean my, you mean my thing about cucumbers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha <laughs> oh man so funny i don't even know a samantha <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic stuff here's the other classic so, for me Kristoff's okay. song the oh, yes. lost of the woods song i was cracking up man yep. oh my goodness because it was beat for beat it was chicago peter satara oh yeah yeah i, <laughs> I couldn't believe it my wife was in the kitchen just listening over and i'm I'm like, oh my goodness, and then then Pam's like, oh, that is so funny. I said, Pam, this is Peter Cetera. This is yeah. college right here, yeah. Chicago album twenty one. That's <laughs> that is what they were 
mirroring here. Although it could go back as far as, you know, the, the love theme from Karate Kid Part 2 with Peter Cetera. <laughs> but, uh, wow. but yeah, it's cut. Oh, man. Just it's it was perfect. It was perfect. Actually, yeah, to quote Anna, it was epic. <laughs> it was epic. That's right. Here's my question then. Uh, so they were not on their way to Ariel's wedding when they died? No, no. All that stuff. So that that was never confirmed. That was the popular fan theory that the sunken ship from The Little Mermaid is is uh, the the frozen parents sunken ship but then they're like wait what if the sunken ship was the sunken ship from tarzan and then the director's like yes yes that's canon which is dumb and i I don't like that one yes (laughs) i I, I just don't like that it's so dumb yeah well because at least with the little mermaid that's another hans christian anderson yes story you know and uh I, i i just hate the fact that they tried to link tarzan with that because tarzan is its own thing yeah, you know that's that's Edgar Rice Burroughs. It doesn't need to be part of this shared universe thing. But um, I, the whole thing with the parents too, though, in, in Frozen too, I, I liked that quite a bit. Yeah. You know, with what they were doing, why they were doing it. Elsa is is all, hey, this is my fault. And like, no, no, you're 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 a, you're special. You are a gift. You know, you and then the whole uniting. Uh, with the two daughters and a bridge has two sides to it. Yeah. And, I like that. Yeah. There's just, there's a, so much thematic depth to this movie. Uh, I do uh, want to find love, out Steve. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Evan. I was saying, I love the, some of the Christian themes I can pull from uh, the songs in the second one, like the, both of Elsa's songs, except for the very end of Elsa's second song. Uh, but the fir- the first song about how she's she's trying to ignore ignore the calling to her, and I'm like, man, this is this is some great you know parallels to the Holy Spirit and you know conviction in our relationship with God when He calls us to do something. She's like, I can you know you're not a voice, you're just a ringing in my ear, and I'm I'm not going to listen to you, but you can't escape it. You know, so I I thought that was really cool, yeah. and then. Um, I always love it when they bring in Superman stuff. So it was very cool that she sang her second song in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> and, you know, a show well yourself played, is a great. Well played. Yeah, thank you. That was the only thing I was thinking the entire time that song's going on. Like, this is, <laughs> they're not even subtle. And so, so, but then, like, so the second song where she's saying, show yourself, you know, that's a, that's a good one too. Uh, except for the end. Like, so that, I mean, yes, except it, for the end. It yes. totally, it, it doesn't work because of right. the context of the song. Um, yeah. But here, by the way, my son, Doug, as she's running through that ice palace and putting it back together, my son, Doug, is just Elsie, what or Elsa, what have we told you about building ice castles? It doesn't end well. It's like, <laughs> well, actually, she's repairing someone else's ice castle, but apparently it's it's not someone else's. But no, the, the I was thinking the same thing with that. Um, that second song, whatever, I can't remember what it's called, but show yourself. Yeah. Show yourself. I was thinking the same thing until you have the reveal. And I think that's something to talk about. I don't know, Steve, if that's the element you were going to talk about that, that bothered you or if there's something else for you. Do you want me to get into that right now? Yeah, I do. And then we can talk about this maybe toward the end here, but 
yeah, yeah. What what was the what was the element that that bothered you that uh, with Frozen Two? My problem was the the concept of um, water has a memory. <laughs> oh. Which is, I mean, <laughs> I thought you could have a problem with like something theologically or, yeah. you know, well, it, it is sort of a, a theological, I mean, it, it deals with like homeopathic, uh, understandings of things, which is, you know, wildly unproven. And when you have something like that put forth in a movie and it works, then it's sort of like, it's it, it's not it's it's forcing an issue you know it's it's saying what, what issue because the, i think it is so far into the realm of fantasy there's there's nothing about water having a memory other than the, the idea that water takes on things as it flows you know like my my dead skin cells are going down the drain you know and every bit of water has, has, has gone through at least four people or animals, like that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I know, but, but it's, it's, it's more than that. It's a, it's a, it's a modern theology, theology, philosophy. It's a modern philosophy. It, was, it, was, it came up in the eighties and it's based on, you know, homeopathy and, and a lot of stuff like that, which is spurious. And, you're going to have to explain it though, Steve, cause I'm not sure where you're going with this. Okay. It's, um, all right. Well, I have a page here. It just happens to be uh, our unofficial fourth member of the uh, the 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 uh, podcast, uh, Wikipedia. It's <laughs> oh, welcome back. <laughs> yes, haven't seen you in a while. Um, anyway, but Wikipedia here says that it's a it's an unproven claim that under certain six certain subs- <clears throat> one more time certain circumstances, water can retain a quote unquote memory of solute particle particles after arbitrarily large dilution and it's um uh the ability it's let's see it says it's been claimed to be a mechanism by which homeopathic homeopathic remedies work uh so even when they're diluted to a point that no molecule of the original substance remains so at the very least it's giving credence to you know homeopathic medicines and things like that which you know, the, some have been proven to wildly not work. Some have been proven to be detrimental to people. And you're just sort of putting it out there and saying, oh, it's a reality. Now, in this world, it's an actual part of the world that we live in here. And there's nothing you can do about it. It exists. And if this is one of those linchpin movies where, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, it, it links in with Tarzan and it links in with a bunch of different other movies, then all of a sudden you're saying this entire world that all these Disney movies exist in has this false, you know, pseudoscience as a basis. Except its- other than the phrase water has a memory, which I'm not even sure if that's the phrase that they use i can't i can't remember what you said from the wikipedia page this is literally it has memory like this is literally a thing happens and the water around it is able to reform that thing through elsa's magic like i i'm I'm, I'm just i'm just not as real as the force yeah i'm just not following i know i have a problem with the force too (laughs) so yeah 
you know, that's based on on other, you know, religious uh, ideas, Taoism and things like that. So, you know, when it comes to things like that in movies that they're putting in there for kids, then when kids get a little bit older and they think to themselves, hmm, I wonder what is the reality of the world? Oh, I guess maybe it's more like the force. There's a good God and a bad God. Or maybe it's more like, uh, you know, water memory where, you know, these things happen. And there's no context for anyone to have said, you know, these things are are wrong. You know, it's it's up to the parents. And all of a sudden now I have to tell my 11-year-old son about water memory, which, you know, came up in the 1980s, but is supposed to be here in the 1860s or 1870s where the movie takes place. we just ask him to look at the world and see that water does not turn into the people who were standing in the shower. Like unless you had magic that, that unless you, you had magic that. but again that's not that's not in our world the the magic we're talking about from this movie is nowhere near the reality of our world right but even having this thing as a reality even even if it was something that were real even if it was something that actually was proven to you know to be a thing that actually did exist if they're saying that these people had knowledge of it a hundred years before it came into existence, I would have a problem with that as well. I have problems when people use words that in movies that weren't in existence when the movies came out. You know, like, I just have no problem with a talking snowman who's walking around <laughs> saying water has memory and then finding out magically, yes, actually it can reform and give you expositional flashbacks to what happened in the past to allow you to unlock the secret of the fifth element, which is love. <laughs> Except and not. he's made of magical water, so he would know. He would know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to go to the place where it's, she's calling herself. Yes. Which <laughs> I don't understand how this works. And, and maybe you I missed something. You are the one the you've movie. been waiting for, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can understand maybe the idea of uh, not not maybe I can understand the idea of you were the one you were waiting for. I can understand the idea of her not knowing her true identity and having to discover that. I don't understand why it is a geographical location that she has never been to, but she's calling herself from there. I, I'm just trying to figure out uh, because it's a magical how that place. Is that it? Is, if is, it is it really that, that there's just a part of herself there? Like a, a magical part? It was very, it was very vague. It's very Because apparently, so I didn't think that, I didn't get from it that the fifth element was love. I no, got it. That no, no, the no. Fifth, that's, that's from the movie, The Fifth Element. Right. No. That, that is not from this movie. And, and. No, the, she's know, the fifth but, element. Yeah, right. So the fifth element is ice. No, no, she should be a part of the water element or whatever it is. But no, so, the, the fifth so, element is just linking the other four. Sure. Uh, it's her. Right. It's just her. But I don't know why right. her power is ice. I don't know. You guys should watch the how it should have ended for this because it's, <laughs> it's very one. poignant to this topic. <laughs> but I think Atul Halan, which is the name of the place that, yeah. that you know, it, I think that place it you know has a magic it, it, to me when i look at the word atahalan it's sort of like valhalla it has the hala part of it and it has, has an n at the end and for atahalan so it definitely has that Val- northern feel yes and you know it, it it 
when you look, when you think of it as a Valhalla type of place, then you can think of sort of like how the Valkyries come out of Valhalla to pick up the, the dying warrior to bring him to Valhalla. And here we have the, the voice, you know, that is, you know, perhaps that Valkyrie is your, as your as a warrior, it's the Valkyrie that will come for you. That's your Valkyrie. You know, and it's I sort just of, wish there had been any kind of explanation. Right. Like, yeah. like I wish they would have <laughs> the stuff you're talking about right now, Steve, if they could have just said something like that, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> something yeah. instead of just, hey, you you got it. You, you came yep. here, you it's figured you? out the secret and now go fix things yep. with it. And I'm just. It, it, but wait, now you have to learn all your past and then freeze to death <laughs> that <laughs> i didn't mind actually told you that elsa was going to freeze to death in this movie would you have believed it <laughs> no. but i i didn't mind that i didn't first of all o- olaf dying you know he wasn't he wasn't going to stay dead there, there's no yeah. way no way that they're going to keep him i like dead. how they brought him back though yeah, yeah. and also uh what is that, that huge ice monster at the very end yes and the post credit yeah i didn't see the post credit um, I'll go, go back, back and, and watch, watch. post credits, dude. I'll oh, go back and, and watch. it's interesting because oh, the post credit ties into the short films, making them absolute canon. How was there any doubt that they were canon? No, I'm just saying some okay. people don't count them, but they count. Well, those people probably don't understand canon. Then those probably <laughs> those people probably don't think that the the holiday special is canon, which obviously it is. <laughs> <laughs> the extended canon for Frozen makes Elsa's powers even more confusing. <laughs> I okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say I I didn't I liked that she found the secret the way she did, and with the water memory and and all these different things, and then her freezing to death. But I thought she was sending a message out for Anna to come and help her, but instead she was sending this message out to Anna to tell her the truth. And right. and this is this whole movie is all about the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth yeah. will set you free. You know, the <laughs> truth is the truth is important. Yeah. You know, and and uh, yeah, I I I just I like that element, and I like that the, then Anna knew what she had to do, and so she has to go and take risks, and and she runs off alone. She makes Elsa's same mistake, runs off alone. Um, but then they come alongside and help her and, and she brings in the rock giants and those, those become a part of the, of the story. And, and they just, it's, it, you know, it's Chekhov's rock monsters kind of thing where, you know, that you see them there and they actually become a part of the solution. And I just, I like the way the, the movie wraps around itself and, and it does so much so well, but it, yeah, it's just that the, the explanation of, how does this work that she's calling herself? Yeah. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit for me, but I was Evan, as the song was going on, I was like, this is, this is really interesting. Just, you know, how, you know, the calling of God and, yeah. you know, the, the calling of Christ to, to follow in his footprints. And yep. it just, then nope. <laughs> It doesn't nullify the there's there's a positivity to the message for sure, uh, yes. but you just have to be careful with that one then, because you know 
when Christ calls us, he doesn't call us to become a different person. He calls us to become a different me. You know, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Self. Right, exactly. So it's not that Christ calls me and says, okay, now that you're a part of my kingdom, all the things I made to make you who you are, you need to throw them away and and become something that is completely not you. That's not the way it works. He, right. You're throwing away the sin nature. You're getting rid of the sinfulness of the you. Old man. Yeah. Uh, but you are still you. you know, I mean, Peter was called and had so many flaws, and Christ calls him out on these flaws, but he, those flaws are also his strengths, you know, his, his bullheadedness and his willing to jump and into doing things without necessarily thinking, you know, those are things that could be refined and be really advantageous for the growth of the kingdom. And, you know, so that he was the guy who, after uh, the Holy spirit comes on them, he's the one who goes out and preaches. Yeah. And, and he's the one who just goes and starts preaching before he would go and just talk without thinking. Yeah. And here he's kind of doing the same thing. The difference is he has the Holy Spirit guiding him. And 3,000 people come to Christ. Exactly. Right there. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, there is a, a grain of truth to this idea of, you know, you're the one you're looking for. You know, you want to be your best self as a Christian. Being our best self can't happen without, like you said, uh, Steve, killing the old man. Right. You know, and, 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 pushing aside that sin nature. And the only way we can do that is through Christ. You know, we can't do that on our own. And that's where the danger comes in almost any secular media where you, uh, it's, you had the power within all along, you know, and and that's, that's a bit of this message here. That is the danger because I mean, uh, let it go. And then this song, show yourself, uh, taken into the context of the world. I mean, we live in a culture of extremes, and they are just power ballads for live your own life. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks about you. Uh, be yourself, no matter what you're into or what uh, you f- feel like doing. That's you, and you should just do it. And you're your own salvation by embracing that. And, you know, and and that- I don't know about for Let It Go. For, for Let It Go, though, in the context of the movie especially, it is – and maybe you're right as far as the context of how pop culture does it. Yeah, in the context but of the movies, I like the songs. The, in the context but. of the movie, Let It Go is all about her forcing herself to not uh, be herself. You know, just right. let it go. Cold never bothered me. I, I'm, I'm lying to myself right now to get by. Right, but I'm, I'm not talking about that in the movie. I'm talking about yeah. the song, the remix that they do in the credits. Where it's the you know the popular uh, artist. Oh, I'm not familiar with that at co- all. The cover of the song. Well, it's the same song, but is it? that's yeah. Oh, so there's there's no not like a new verse or anything. No, I don't think so. In those ones. Okay. All right. No, but but still, like you take the songs out of context in the world, you put it on the radio, and suddenly the whole meaning of the song changes. Right. And it's not a positive one. Right, because it's like, not an it's hour like of movie it, after the right. song showing you how the song is wrong. Right. It's like taking a movie out of a, 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 a um, an album that's that's made to be listened to through all together. You know, like I was listening recently to, oh, I forget the name of the album, but it had uh, that famous part of the of this longer suite 
and it's uh, come and see the show. It's a dynamo. It's rock and roll. Um, I'm not going to sing it cause I can't obviously. Was um, it Tommy? No, no, no. It's, I forget the name of the band, but it's, you know, anyway. it was 19, 1971 or something. And you listen to that one song and you get a completely different sense of what the whole thrust of the, the whole, the, you know, it's a whole side of an album, I think, or maybe it's, it's even both sides, you know, it's, it's a concept album and you take one oh, okay. song out of it and, you know, like, just, just like Tommy, you know, and, and a pinball wizard. And you're sort of like, you know, pinball was he, he, you know, this deaf, dumb and blind kid, you know, plays a mean pinball. And you're just sort of like, OK, we're talking about a guy who can play pinball really well. And in the context of the album, it means something completely different, you know. And, and when you listen to it separately, you you don't get that same thing. And it's it's sort of like, why are you even taking this out of con- – it would be like, like reading one chapter of a book because the chapter you know, is really poignant or something. But it, it just doesn't give you the whole sense of the entire book. Right, right. And, and in this case – you know, now that now it's not just an hour of movie showing how wrong that was. It's it's an hour plus a sequel showing yeah. you how wrong that that yeah. song is. But well, let's let's talk some final thoughts here. What else? Uh, any other thoughts about fi- a Frozen Two? Frozen the, um, mini shorts. Um, there are three mini shorts uh, that I count as canon, and one. That I do not because it is Legos. Well, um, then that yeah, that wouldn't count. That's another universe. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, the Disney short uh, where it's Elsa's birthday. No, it's Anna's birthday, and Elsa's trying to uh, throw her a, a birthday party because they never got to hang out before. Which and I saw before I saw the movie Frozen. Nice. Well, she makes all those mini snowmen by accident when she sneezes, and they show up at the end of Frozen too. Okay, all right. That uh, I like Elsa, that one a lot. Yeah, I, and I, I love those little tiny snowmen. The one problem is I have a character from a, a series I wanted to write that I didn't get around to that did that very thing, not by sneezing, but had these little snowmen creatures that they that she controlled, and now I'll never be able to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> years from now, you will be. No, you know, I, I doubt it. Hey, they they had Gwen Stacy in another Spider-Man movie, so you know you can. You can do something pretty quickly now. I, when when that when they did that first Gwen Stacy thing, I was like, now they can never do a Gwen Stacy movie, and they did. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> but the reason Elsa's powers are are even more confusing in that is because she just apparently has the ability to make dresses, like not ice dresses, just dresses. Okay, that magic. seems. It's like a a bump up from her regular power. Yeah, so it's like I can do, I can control anything with ice and dresses. Those are my powers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then the other, uh, the next one is the Frozen Christmas special, which was also I liked it. It's it's a half hour long, and Anna and Elsa are realizing that they don't have any Christmas traditions because, uh, you know, they grew up separated, um, and they never hung out anymore. And uh, Olaf takes it upon himself to go out into the town and find everybody else's traditions to f- try to find a good one for them. Yeah, that's and a lot of fun too. ensues, yes. That's a lot of fun. Also, then, watch that before uh, Frozen. Nice. Yeah. 
It's good. We watch it all the time because Yumi loves it and it's short. Um, and then the, there is the one episode of Sophia the First where she tries to summon a princess to help her, but instead gets Olaf. And oh, Olaf helps her. Yes. We call that show Sophia the Worst. Uh, I, so you you consider that canon? I do, actually. You do? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, um, Steve, it's funny that you say that because we love that show here in our house. And my favorite episode is where she clones herself with magic to so she can be two places at once. And she doesn't realize that the clone she has made is pure evil. And <laughs> in the clone, at one point, the episode goes, you can just call me Sophia the Worst. Uh. <laughs> it just, it cracked me up because the voice actress for Sophia just must have had a fun time because she's always just so sweet. And now she just gets to be diabolical and Gosh. evil, but still in the sweet little girl voice. It's very funny. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yes. Right. So what have you guys been doing? Uh, sequestered. Yeah, so it's funny because I'm the opposite of of Steve. We actually are doing extra work at work because of this, and we're not. I have been sequestered uh, so much uh, as we've just been gone to a skeleton crew at work, so that we're not around as many people as we normally have in the building. But we've been creating video uh, materials to go out instead of programming. Nice. So Sunday morning, Wednesday night, we we created video lessons. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been tired today. I slept all day nice. or close to it because yesterday would have been go in at eight o'clock and then leave at five, you know, because we didn't have evening programming because of the whole, no more, you know, groups, no groups bigger than 10. Yeah. Uh, but instead we were shooting video all day and then editing it together and getting that thing out the door before the end of the day so that it could be uh, posted at 7 o'clock. Wow. And so it was still a normal day. Just so much creative energy went into that. It was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun doing that. Um, not so much fun, uh, you know, just with the, the different fears and stuff that are going on around it. But that's kind of been uh, – that's what's been kind of informing our content that we've been putting mm. out is just nice. um, trying to be a good resource for parents and, and uh, for their kids. So, well, And that's one plus about having your church in Amish country is that <laughs> there's lots of distance anyway. Yeah, yeah, except, I mean, on a, on a, on a normal day, you know, we had a, a, a staff meeting with everybody. This is before they had made some of the – gone down to like 10 people or whatever as far as like the groups you're allowed to have. Um, but we had a staff meeting of everyone in staff in the building that day. And there was 42 people wow. there, you know, so it's, it, this is not a small church. No, we're right. in the middle You're... of Amish company, but or Amish, Amish country, but this, this is, this is a, a large uh, staff of people. And so then on uh, yesterday, on Wednesday, I think that there were, I don't know, maybe 25 people in the building. Um, and they sent people home early except for, and they call it essential, in the sense that who has to be here in order to do, uh, you know, programming and prayer meetings. Cause we're doing prayer meetings on zoom mm -hmm. and we're doing, um, our kids programming on Facebook live. And, and now we're posting to Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then our student ministries are doing some stuff as well. Um, with, uh, with the high school and middle school stuff, but, but we're trying to do it, you know, with, with the, uh, the recommendations that have been given to us as far as how many people are allowed to be 
in a room at a time now. And it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, yeah. Steve, uh, how many bus tours have you, t- or bus trips have you taken people on in the last week? Actually, this is kind of interesting because on Thursday, it was still a regular day of school, regular day of school, one week from today, one week before today. And, um, I actually took a, a field trip of kids into Boston. It was me and three other buses. We picked some kids up in a, I could say the names of towns, but no one's going to know where it is anyway. But anyway, close to me and not the kids in my town, but kids in a different town, drove them into Boston to the Boston Symphony Orchestra. And the streets in Boston are old cow paths, basically. So, you know, you basically you have to drop the kids off and then you have to go find somewhere to park and then wait for the thing to be over and then reconvene, get the buses there, pick the kids up and go. Because, you know, you're basically going to be taking up valuable parking space and everything. But anyway, we got the four buses there and we were about to take off to to get to, uh, you know, somewhere to park. And the security guards out in front said, no, don't move. No one else showed up. You're the only school that showed up. You actually showed up late and the orchestra is actually waiting for the kids to come in there and then they're going to start playing. And and they did. And then we just stayed in the buses. I actually, we went to grab something for breakfast and then we came back to the buses and we just parked them on the streets in Boston. It was a rare opportunity. And then there was a follow-up thing that I had to do because I dropped some kids from um, a local college off at an airport and usually when you get that job, they give you the follow-up job, which is picking them back up, which is, you know, a week or two later. And, of course, I dropped them off a couple of weeks ago before this whole thing started. And then last week, you know, they're coming back from Heathrow Airport in London. And I'm like, are they going to be able to get into into Boston? It was Saturday night. And buses had already been taken off the road. We didn't go on Friday. It was all canceled and everything. And here I am with a bus in, you know, uh, Logan Airport, Boston's hugest airport, it's a you know major airport, and and I'm picking people up from Heathrow, and I'm like, is anyone sick? How's everyone feeling? And it's just that mm. real awkward because no one wants to, you know, no one wants to say anything. If you have a tickle in your throat, you don't clear your throat. It's like, and just you know, it's surreal. And then, of course, we were taken off the road for, I think, three weeks right now. And then who knows how long in, in reality. So right, it's just right. one thing after another. Um, but, hey, I, I got the – I promised my wife a couple of years ago for her birthday that I would paint the family room. And so happy birthday, honey. I painted the family room on Monday. <laughs> nice. Um, there we go, completing that task. And, um, you know, just uh, homeschooling the kids now. I have an 11-year-old, which is the main – homeschooling project right now but the other kids uh i have a a senior so basically his year is over um he's you know going off to college next year and i don't think he's going to be back this year and even if he does come back this year it's only going to be for a couple days if you know if it's yeah we're curious what's happening with our senior too like will they how will they do like commencement you know will they do some sort of online thing or just not do anything at all or yeah um yeah, I asked my yeah. son, and he's like, "I don't really care. I figure if we don't have it, they'll send it to me in the mail." <laughs> so our son didn't care either. He was just, "I yeah. don't, I don't care." Yeah. So, hey, I did go and see a movie in the theater probably for the last time in a, in a long time. Then I um, when I went and saw you King Kong, 
uh, it was interesting because I bought my tickets months ago and I was just like, I, uh, I don't know. I was going back and forth and finally I decided to do it. And, um, and so I went and I'm sitting there before I went, I checked ahead to see what tickets were available. They'd sold 46, maybe half of the seats had been sold in that theater. And, uh, when the lights went down, there were six people in the theater <laughs> and people came in after lights went down. They came in a little bit late, mm-hmm. uh, when lights came back up, I think there were 18 people in the theater, including myself. Oh, wow. And, and I, the whole time I'm just, I'm, th- I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking, was this irresponsible? Like, should I have not done this? And, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was King Kong 1933, uh, which I, I think I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, seeing on the big screen. It was really, it's been fun seeing these old movies on the big screen, alien Star Trek, the motion yeah. picture, this one, uh, I've only seen those three movies I've only seen on TV, uh, on, on a TV screen yeah. and, and to see this one, especially where you can kind of, you can really get a good look at, uh, just the different layers of, of effects that are going on. And, um, and if I release that road trip episode, I'll, I'll talk a little more about that because that's what I did. But Very anyway, cool. Evan, you're in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, my wife has asthma and we have two babies, so we're we're not taking too many chances i so we so i had a doctor's appointment scheduled on wednesday that i had scheduled months and months ago and uh, it's a, uh, to meet my new doctor because my old one uh moved to a different uh, practice i guess and so i'm like oh, should i go in uh but i have to go in to get refills on my medication so i'm like oh this is bad and so it, you know by wednesday uh, of this week when I had the appointment, it was, I believe it was already down to the 10 people rule and they had declared a pandemic and they're just saying, you know, keep it in lockdown. So I'm like, ah, I have to go to go get the medicine. So I went and so I go in there and the guy next to me is trying to check in because he sat next to somebody or something that had the virus (laughs) and yeah. And the, I mean, they have screeners at the front. And so they like, we can't see you right now. We'll see you later and, and make another appointment. And so he, he leaves. And then all the nurses were like, how did he even get in the building? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good. And I... so then I, <laughs> then I went and met my new doctor and I told her about it. And like when I said, yeah, this guy in the lobby, her eyes got so big. She's like, what? <laughs> and, and apparently she's on one, she's on like one of the the doctor councils or the doctor council for the city who's in charge of managing this whole thing. And she's like, this is bad. bad. <laughs> like people just lie. So then she, she was going to go talk to the nurses afterwards. So anyway, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but while I've been home, it's been very nice because uh, somebody let me borrow their PlayStation four so I could play my new birthday present called dreams, which is a video game production software, basically disguised as a game. And it, it, uh, and you can make video games like very elaborate ones with custom assets and everything that you make yourself, but no coding. So, which is the thing that's always stopped me from being more involved in that. Cause I used to make video games when I was in high school. Cause with, uh, this software that I had w- that was free of coding and, uh, you could make, uh, the RPGs like for the super Nintendo basically was the, was the level of, of graphical detail, but this, you can make games 
you know, depending on how skilled you are, you can make them look like they should be on the PlayStation 4. And it's it's really fun. I'm making a Noah's Art game. Cool. Granted, my Noah's Art game looks like it should be released for the Nintendo 64. But <laughs> I love the Nintendo 64, so that's not a downside for me. I'll post some pictures on, on the Facebook group so you guys can check it out. Hey, good, good stuff. That, that's been fun. And then we've me and Shantae have just been watching movies and stuff. And <laughs> in some ways... I'm really enjoying this quarantine because it's like, finally, everyone's doing what I do all the time. And (laughs) and now I can be relevant to people and give them suggestions of things to watch and and do and things. Yeah. Because I don't like to go outside. I'm trying to read more. I'm trying to, I'm trying to write more. Um, You know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm watching more things like things that I want to watch, not just, you know, stuff that's on TV. I try to stay away from the news. Um, you know, and, and, and if people out there, you know, I, I don't know who do we, who we have out there, but if you want to, to, I don't know, just for fun, you know, to, if you wanted to do a writing project with me or, you know, ask for writing prompts, give me writing prompts, you know, just keep juices flowing and keep creativity flowing and stuff like that, you know, feel free. I'm, I'm more than happy to, to, uh, work with, with people out there. All right. Well, that's our episode. I want to thank everyone for listening and thank everyone for uh, spending their time with us. And yeah, we will be back with another episode, whether it's, uh, it will probably be that Crisis on Infinite Earths episode. And we'll, uh, yeah. And, and I'm not sure what's happening after that, but who knows what's happening? That's, that's the big thing. So God knows. That's. Yeah, yeah. I, there's an answer to that question, actually. Uh, usually rhetorical, <laughs> but actually in this situation, not rhetorical at all. There's a literal and absolute answer to that. So uh, stay encouraged and, uh, yeah, Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening.